Hello, it is Monday, February 22nd, 2021. I hope you had an incredible weekend. Got a pretty good show for you today. Hey, pretty good show for you today. Ty is out, but the boys and I have some convos for you. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. You know, just kind of like two ships passing in the night. We accidentally maybe rippled each other's waves a little bit, but just we go on our our separate ways. Because if you didn't like the show, we probably didn't like you either. So let's just keep it moving. But if you did like this show, be a friend, tell a friend. Let's get to it, shall we? We are back. I am back. Yeah. Took Friday off. Shout out to Linda Cohn and Jeff Schwartz. Did a hell of a job. Sirius XM, Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio. Hey. And on Thursday, big shout out to AJ Hawk coming into the studio, hosting alongside the boys while called in from a beach, which was in Marco Island, Ooh. by the way. I was down there in Marco Island, founded by, I do believe, the Italians fresh off of Naples. Okay. Marco Island, good time, good beach. It was the deepest beach I've ever seen in my entire life. 300 yards of beach, you know what I mean? Jeez. From like hotel to water or whatever. A lot of social distancing, a lot of families, a lot of kids, a lot of Dan Orlovsky. Whoa. Yeah, Dan Orlovsky was at the same fucking place I was. <laughs> and hit the Orlovsky army, right? Him and his wife and uh-huh. get their amazing people. They're like 10 deep and every time they roll through the beach, they're just taking over everything. It was awesome. I'm very thankful for everybody that we saw down there. My wife set up that entire trip. It was nice to go see the sun a little bit. Landed back in this beautiful state about an hour ago. Uh, big shout out to AJ, though, for what you did Thursday. I can't wait to talk to him in the 2 o'clock hour. He fucked up all my shit here on my oh, desk. Geez. I mean... Absolute, uh, absolute scumbag house Terrorist. guest. He's an animal. Absolute animal. Just a scum. Dump shit all over. There's it's still there, sticky. There's just shit all over my thing. Jeez. Whatever he dumped. I thought that was water. By the way, it was not no. water. I'm learning just by looking at this. I seen the video online. Then he took my headphones, threw them over here with the neck thing, so I couldn't find those for a while. Eliminated all the batteries from the thing. Mm-hmm. Took the battery out of my whole thing. There. Moved my shit here. Had the Sharon back over here. Wow. Broke this thing. I mean, there is a lot that has happened. But guess what? It's not yours, AJ. So who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just do whatever you got. I was getting a lot of tweets, by the way, from a lot of people that said this show was better whenever I wasn't even on it. I respect it. I won't let you know. This table wasn't, though. This desk <laughs> has been ruined as soon as I leave. We got shit everywhere. We'll talk to AJ Hawk about that in the third hour. <laughs> I, I literally just came in here moments before I should have known that all hell was going to break loose. It is a beautiful Monday, though. We got Kenny Moore of the Indianapolis Colts. A couple times snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Uh, joining us, he was the man who screenshotted the conversation he had with Carson Wentz immediately upon Carson Wentz learning that he was coming to the Indianapolis Colts, which was moments before our show went live on Thursday and moments before an umbrella from the beach almost took off my fucking head while it was sprinting down the whole thing. What? Yeah, a lot happened on Thursday. It's great to be here on Monday, though. Still got to talk about the Carson Wentz stuff. Can't wait to chat with Kenny Moore. He'll be in stew. Yeah. By the way, he'll be right down there. Let's go. Right down there. Vita Vea will be joining us in the second hour. Congrats, Super Bowl champ. Yeah. Vita a lot of his teammates said, hey, we're not talking about the best D lineman we got. We're, we're talking about best football player we have, Vita Vey. Whenever he came back healthy for that Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers people that are around that team said, hey, when Vita Vey gets back in there, look out. That's a fucking problem. Now, he has a full name. Apparently, Vita Vey is not his entire name. And I have not seen his full name, uh, although I do love the Hawaiian Islands. And I have uh, Uses uh, as friends in a oh, lot yeah. of places. We did not attempt to do... Vita's full name, but Zito, if you could, do you have, do we have a picture of the spelling? Uh, I have a lower third. Oh, okay. yeah, Can you put it up there, please? Yeah, this is Vita Vea's full name. We'll talk to him in about an hour from now. Back we'll forward. try to announce him in 
this particular fashion. Tavita tuliaki ono tuipulato mosis vahe fehoko fletal vea. So Vita Vea from Tavita. And <laughs> Vea there at the end will be joining us. Cannot wait to chat with him. He's game player now. Oh, yeah. That Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, Indomitian Sue said he's not retiring. He said he wants to maybe run it back. Him and Indomitian Sue in the middle of that D-line with Pierre Paul, maybe a J.J. Water, a Von Miller maybe Ooh. out there. Ooh, Look for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to reload that entire thing. Speaking of reloading, got some boys still on their trips and some boys shuffled around the room. Uh, at Bubba Gumpino, our Canadian friend is sitting in for the COVID cowboy who had flight problems back home he'll be back with us tomorrow COVID cowboy gumpy how you doing pal great weekend happy to see carson landed safe and sound in our city pal <laughs> i do like the fact that ursay did not send his jet to go pick him up all right we traded a what a third rounder no nope, not sending a big plane then we'll get the other one uh but now the conversation revolves around carson wentz is he going to be able to be the quarterback that he was for frank reich a couple years ago and the interesting thing about that is there's a real, like, football nerd that uh, uh, lurks on the internet. Oh, yeah. His name's Warren Sharp, all right? Mm-hmm. He's come on this particular show, and that son of a bitch, whenever you need a stat, he's going to go find it. He's going to go get it. He has a setup in his basement with dry erase boards that have, you know, uh, uh, algorithms and everything for stats. The stat that he put out about Carson Wentz is a bit alarming, and I did not need to see this this morning as I was hopping on a plane to fly back to Indianapolis. Warren Sharp at Sharp Football, incredibly intelligent guy, does all of his due diligence. He kind of has his own niche of things that he does in the football world. We appreciate it. Wentz with Frank Reich from the ages 24 and 25 when Frank Reich was back in Philly. He averaged 6.8 yards per attempt, 244 yards a game. 61.5% 61.5% completion, 88.8% rating, 49 to 21 t- touchdowns, interceptions. And then whenever you look at Wentz, like after Reich left, when you know when he was 26, 27, 28, his bad years, all of his stats get better, basically. Uh-oh. <laughs> Everything gets better when Frank left town for Carson. So It's not good. What are we doing? <laughs> you know, I was all on board. You know, Frank, he, he baptized DeForest Buckner. Oh, yeah. He baptized Carson Wentz. Frank has this relationship with his players that only his players can understand. They love him. This Colts locker room loves Frank Reich. Hey, we'll run through a wall for Frank Reich. People are saying, if Carson Wentz gets back into the church of Frank Reich, guess what? We're going to see good Carson Wentz. It's like, well, stats actually say that whenever the church left, Carson got better somehow with the stats. The team just crumbled, which is that... Does that mean what Warren Sharp is saying? If you got a good team, you got a good Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been playing with a dog shit football team over there in Philadelphia. What do you expect from the guy? He loses his, you know, chaplain. All of a sudden, Frank Reich, and we see what chaplain's been able to do in the NFL. He loses his chaplain, Frank Reich, quarterback, coach, offense coordinator, and then the team gets bad. He put all of Philadelphia on his back, is what people are saying. Now you get him back into the church of Frank with maybe a good team around. Still got to find a left tackle. Allegedly, we are in uh, talks. The Colts are in talks for uh, uh, Lando Brown, I believe, or or another tackle that's potentially on trading block. I got faith in Chris Ballard building that. But maybe Carson Wentz will be able to come back and be happy because allegedly reports are coming out from teammates and stuff. Him and Dougie B hated each other. Yeah. (laughs) Weeks I don't like you. I don't like you. You don't like me. Did not talk. And then when they're on national TV, there's a little side eye that's Mm -hmm. caught. 
a little, a little mask downstairs. They're not even saying anything. They're just looking at each other. Doug's got that flow with that fucking visor, and he's like, you fucking broken loser. Get up. And then he's like, I'm going with Nate Sudfeld, actually. You get the hell out of here. Wild time to be alive. Wild time to be a Colts fan. Uh, Carson Wentz, hopefully he'll be good. And then we got to talk about the number issue. We will do that after we talk to that Boston Connor. Uh, the Boston Bruins, by the way. Oh, man. Might be the best Lake Tahoe hockey team I've ever seen in my entire life. Watch that game last night. Strictly because there really wasn't much on or whatever. The Flyers fucking stink again. It is awesome. They beat us opening night, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Flyers stink. Pasta seems to be maybe the coolest guy on earth. They all show up as if they're skiing in the 80s to that fucking thing. Now, the Lake Tahoe golf was not a success story that the NHL will write in its history books. Games were delayed seven, eight hours into midnight because guess what? The sun don't quit. Whenever Lake Tahoe's trying to have hockey Mm-mm. outside. Melted the ice. It was a nightmare. It was a problem. They get the games in. The views were unbelievable. You had people on canoes out there, which make it probably not cold enough then, huh? Not at all. We got people canoeing <laughs> by. <even> a little. <laughs> probably not cold enough if we had to think about it, but it was a nice little spectacle. The Boston Bruins, though, seem to be the team right now. They put on a show last night. Pasta is awesome to watch. I mean, I said it on That's Hockey Talk, the hockey podcast hosted by Nick Marotta that came out of this office. Pasta's going to win the Rocky Ricard trophy this year. I mean, there's no chance. What's the matter with you? <laughs> what, do you what do you mean? There's have n- some respect for Maurice Richard. Richard. Hey, what I'm saying is, though, we don't have time for this, okay? Oh, that's right. Just wanted you to talk about the Boston Bruins, which people potentially care about. Mm-hmm. That fucking trophy, nobody cares about right there. Sidney Crosby's going to win your car. Nobody cares about that guy or anything. Okay, we don't yeah. talk. We just need you to talk about the Bruins being a good hockey team. Then we're going to move to Zito, getting a chance to sit at the toxic table there. Boston Bruins might win the goddamn Stanley. Cup. I mean, I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think it's a might anymore. And did you see the style they rolled in with? I mean, they looked um, incredible. They are awesome. Yeah. They're a team I wish I was like a fan of. Well, no, no. You, <laughs> hey, you nah. can still hop on. It's, nah, there's nah. plenty of time. Nah. The Penguins might not make the playoffs. Nah. So oh. Hit your wagon to yeah. Shut your mouth. Gonna. Don't be trying to take the hockey aficionado out of hockey time <laughs> up there to bean time. I like when I saw them boys, though, walking up the driveway. Yeah. Getting ready for their game at Lake Tahoe with the fucking snowboarding uh-huh. goggles on, oh, yeah. the tight ski suits, mm-hmm. the the jeans that I was. The, they had a goddamn fanny pack, a couple mighty duck jerseys, and in then there. they go and win by six or whatever, seven three. I love that team, but they're gonna lose their Penguins. Happy uh, right. how you doing, pal? You move over to the toxic table. Yeah. It's great to see you, Ty. T's and P's, everything going on. He's going on a nice trip. Have and his buttholes has some little oh, things yeah. going on. Uh, Zito, Chicago Bears still don't have a quarterback, huh? We do not have a quarterback, but I've been hearing some stories that Sean Watts is coming. Whoa. Where, where, where have you I'm been making there? this up right now because I'm really toxic. I'm trying to get that toxic feeling. Oh, nice. I'm trying to stir it up a bit, nice. but Jimmy Garoppolo's coming home. The Bears have fallen out of the conversation piece for who's going <laughs> to land with a, a big-time quarterback. Deshaun Watson allegedly going to go to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina Panthers, David Tepper, Tapper. The owner, Tapper, Tepper, Tepper. David Tepper, uh, owner of the Panthers, formerly of Pittsburgh Steelers, minority ownership. He is now full-time owner of the Carolina Panthers. Gets out, you know, uh, says, Ron Rivera, you're not going to be our guy. Get the fuck out, right? Mm -hmm. Goes over to Baylor, stops by Matt Rule's house, says, you're a Baylor college football. Come to the NFL? Yeah, I'll give you 
Uh, 70 million? Yeah. All right, let's sure. do that. Come on over. Who do you want? Uh, well, we need that that offense coordinator from LSU that seems to just go, all right, Joe Brady, we got you. What else you want? Uh, well, Joe likes the Saints. Saints have Teddy Bridgewater. We'll get that. I'm not 100% sold. Okay, so let's not give him a full deal. Let's give him a two-year deal, whatever. Try. All right, bring in Teddy Bridgewater. We resign Christian McCaffrey. Okay, what else do we need now? All right, let's, let's reevaluate after the season. He gives an interview. He says, if you want to be good, you got to invest. You got to have good facilities. You got to have good coaches. And you definitely got to have a good quarterback. That has led to everybody saying they're going to get Deshaun Watson or even trade Christian McCaffrey out of Carolina for Deshaun Watson. That does not seem likely, but it is interesting to hear that the Carolina Panthers are in to make these big type plays. And I would assume if you're a person from Charlotte, the Queen City, where you go uptown instead of downtown, by the way, they're one of those cities where you go uptown, oh. which is actually downtown. How's that work? Well, they try to be like fancy, like come. We're going up to Oh, sort of hipster. Yeah, know. it's like we're going up there. But now everybody has done it. Charlotte might become like a real football force with the way their ownership is talking like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. That's like whenever you get a, uh, a personality uh, owner in any other sport. For instance, Mark Cuban goes to Dallas. Dallas immediately becomes conversation piece in basketball, which they might not have been for a long time. When a new ownership gets in there and shakes some shit up, like Tepper's doing right now in Carolina, got to feel good as a fan base, but everybody else is like, okay, there's another player in this whole game, and maybe they'll be able to get him, but who knows what Deshaun wants is going to do. To be honest, the more and more I sat and thought about that, on some things this weekend, I, I feel like they're not going to trade him. They're going to make him just sit on that. He's just going to have to sit on it forever. Have to. And I don't know how that's going to pan out. I don't know what this means long term. I don't know what this means for Team 3 up in Seattle. Russell wants out. I mean, there was a lot of conversations this weekend I had with myself with all these guys, you know, in their futures. And I think they're all fucked if the teams don't want to play any ball. It, it seems like there's a chance the teams aren't going to want to play ball. If, now, if, if you're you, a free agent, who's going to sign with the Texans? You'd have no idea what's going on up there. Yeah, they're going to have to really hit on the draft. I, th- I think in this oh, is they become, don't have any picks. Well, well, that's like fifth, sixth rounders. <laughs> yeah, now. like they're going to. That's the thing is with the way the world is becoming in the NFL. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. But vets and people who have been paid and been around, and there's a reason you're in year eight, nine, or ten is because you've done things right. They're going to find teams. They're going to find homes. They're probably going to have warm weather, by the way. Mm -hmm. I just came from warm weather. All right. Never in my life thought I'd move to warm weather. But as I was landing about an hour and 10 minutes ago in the middle of this fucking tundra we currently live (laughs) in, I was like, oh, my God, how are people still? Why am I still? And I just remember, oh, I just bought a church, actually. I I actually just stapled in even more. But there's going to be two different ways to think. The vets are going to go to a place probably a little bit warmer. And then, like, the other teams you're going to have to hit through the draft, and you're going to have to become a team within itself. You're going to have to become a culture that people are going to want to come to. Indianapolis, Chris Ballard hit in the draft. Chris Ballard has bought into free agency and in, in, in certain and kind of built a culture. Even though Indianapolis is nowhere near a a, a booming. It is. No, it's not right now. There's homeless people just pooping everywhere. Yeah. But whenever it comes back open, Indianapolis, awesome city, cold as shit. There's no there, – there is taxes, but it's not no taxes, and we haven't just won a Super Bowl or seem like we're going to. But Indianapolis feels like a team that people will want to go to. A lot of those other teams are going to fall by the wayside when it comes to free agency. That's going to be a problem. Now, speaking of guys coming to teams, we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you all right? Light up. I ate so much. <laughs> oh, on the plane? Not just on the plane. I'm talking <laughs> from th- Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I ate so much. Dude. What are we talking? Me too. Everything you name it, pal. French toast. Oh, yeah. What? 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 Okay. Waffles. What? 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 <laughs> Biscuits and gravy. What? Oh. What? 
Bacon, egg, and cheese? What? 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 Hash browns? What? what? Stopped by McDonald's this morning. Oh, oh yeah. Two egg McMuffins. Oh. Yeah, I did Arby's two days ago, too. Oh. 13 hours. What? what? Talk house brisket? What? what? When everybody was attacking on the internet, I had to do it. And then whenever you got 24-7 room service, it's hard not to order that chocolate cake. Oh. Two or three times, 11.30, midnight, maybe 12.30 at night. You got to. Yo, do it. Oh, you got a little vanilla bean? What? Ice cream? Mm. What? Mm. Would it be better if it was cookies and cream, but I'll take it, I guess. Oh, yeah. We had a nice room, too. Anyways, I'm feeling a little sick. Yeah. Guts are probably. Yeah, but the thing is, is, you know, for instance, when I got arrested for an alleged incident and I immediately went into the substance of abuse uh, program for the NFL because any alcohol or drug-related charge automatically lands you into the substance of abuse policy, which is our program, which is a 27-month program. Okay, where you get drug tested eight times a month and you have to call somebody anytime you leave your house, you're going to stay somewhere, leave them the address you're going to be in two phone numbers or whatever. In the middle of my 27 month sentence, by the way, nobody ever gets out of this. They, they, they set it up so you fail so they can extend that another six months and you just kind of go in there. And there's a lot of people that are in this that you don't even know about. This is the people that failed tests. They get in there or anything like that. Uh, we had the uh, lockout in the middle of that. And I said. I am going to go on a bender here so hard, all right, that whenever this lockout ends, I don't want to drink anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I have another hour, or another year on the back end here, another maybe 13 months on the back end here in this program. I'm going to go so hard during this goddamn lockout that those last 13 months will be like, thank God, I can't drink, won't don't want to drink. So then I thought that, you know, that turned into like a 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 someday bender. Okay. By the end of that, I was like, all right, when are we going back to work? <laughs> yeah. Body can't handle it anymore. So the last 13 months was a breeze because they weren't testing during the lockout because there was nobody had a real boss or whatever. So then they gave you like a month leeway to get back into the program. Then you were good. So I want... I have to do that whenever I'm going into diets as well. Exactly. Like, I have to go on these, you know, and it's not healthy. And I'll get some, you know, somebody on the internet who lives this in healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. who tells me that that's not safe or whatever. Yeah. But I got to go on a bender so much, I'm like, all right, I don't even want to eat anymore. And then that normally kickstarts the diet off and going. I saw a lot of people down at the beach, by the way, who, who do that diet lifestyle yeah. all year round. Instagram models, basically. But they don't even enjoy it whenever they're at the places where you should be enjoying it. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, I, I saw, for instance, ran into Orlovsky. Okay. okay. Everything comes back to Orlovsky. Danny-o. <laughs> they had a great pizza place at this place. All right, great pizza place. You walk through there. Everybody has a mask on. Obviously, you go through there. You sit down, socially distance or whatever. He's got three pizzas on his, his table or whatever because he's got 45 kids, right? Yeah, of course. They're having this pizza. I'm like, oh, good pizza. Did you try it? He goes, no, I don't do that. And he pointed at it like a kale salad over here. Oh, what? Dan. Vac- you're on vacation, Dan. What do we even do? What do you even... What did you even look like this for if you can't do this on vacation? He doesn't even want it. I'm like, well, I hope to one day get to that point, but I'm nowhere near it. So I took one of his kids' pizzas nice. and walked the hell out of there. Orlovsky's a good guy, but there's a lot of people that do that. That's how I feel right now. I think I might be able to go on a month or two diet after today, though. I'm going to end it today. Because of the binge? Yeah, I need to finish the binge. Yeah. Get it out of you. I think me too. I hit three bills. <laughs> did you really? I know you were 290 I, last I, week. I, 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 uh, I did 290 last week. And this whole weekend, I worked for three bills. I got there. Congratulations. What a moment. By the way, people think that's that's easy to do. It's It's not not easy. easy. It is kind of easy, to be honest. Well, but what your body body goes through that I don't even know you're realizing it's going through right now is not not easy. You know what I mean? I noticed when I was looking down, I couldn't see my toes. (laughs) Can't see your toes. That means. That's what you notice. Well, that means. Oh, yeah. 
So that's uh, <laughs> tough. Probably tough realization that day. I feel bad for your toilet. I'm hey, sure let's go, huh? Thank you. Yeah. Let's oh, go. Let's get on the other side of this thing. Two fifty. You're going two fifty? Yeah, I'm gonna lose fifty. I'm probably two sixty five, two seventy right now. So I'd like to get down to two thirty, I think. Oh, let's go. It's not gonna be easy. I'm gonna finish out this bender I'm on there right now. As we should. It was really good. Anyways, um, Carson Wentz is officially coming to the Indianapolis Colts, all right? That's already been made up. Let's we'll talk go. to Kenny Moore here in a couple minutes. He'll be joining us. He's a teammate now of Carson Wentz for the Indianapolis Colts. Now the conversation revolves around, it should be, is he broken or not? We'll find out, all right? Is he going to be able to play football good? We hope, all right? Chris Bauer's not sold. I'll give you a third in a conditional second. If he does play good, all right, well, that'll move to a first. But I'm not 100% sure. Plus, we're taking on this massive contract. It was a good deal for the Colts, I think. In the long run, good deal for the Colts. Now, granted, I don't think he was their first option, which uh, I don't think that's going out of, like, pocket by saying that. They did reach out about Stafford, and I would assume there's a couple other people that they potentially were like, hey, excuse me, any chance? And they say no. But they get their guy in Carson Wentz in a good trade, and everybody says the Eagles got fleeced, but we'll find Find out if Carson Wentz plays good or not. Now it's like, all right, he's going to play football good again. Dan Orlovsky said, by the way, from the hotel that I was staying in Mm -hmm. alongside him in his room, he said, immediate Super Bowl contenders, MVP conversation. And when I talked to him in person down at the thing, he did look unbelievably slim. Okay, he looked very good. He was getting his morning yogs in and everything like that. He obviously was referring to the fact that if Carson Wentz can get back to playing Carson Wentz football, which Dan believes he can with Frank Reich. So congrats to the Colts winning the Super Bowl, basically, which is what Dan Orlovsky was saying, which is good news for Indianapolis and for this show because, you know, former Colt, that should be fun. Of course. Now it's now it's time to deal with the drama. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What number is Carson Wentz going to wear? Oh, what number is Carson Wentz going to wear whenever he gets to the Indianapolis Colts? Mm. He's never had this happen before. You know, everywhere he's yeah. went, he's been able to do his thing. Now he gets traded for a third round draft pick. He's on the odds with his old coach. He's back with his older coach. Here we go. Things are good. I just need that number 11. Let's go ahead and put it on the jersey, put it on the pads. I'll put on the helmet. I'm going to go learn how to play football again. Michael Pittman Jr., who's a rookie wide receiver going into his second year for the Indianapolis Colts said no 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 not so fast I talked to Carson Wentz and I ain't giving him up my number says Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. cut for 503 yards and one touchdown last year Michael Pittman Jr. on a media tour says Carson Wentz ain't getting my fucking number now I hate to break it to Pittman Jr. and I understand you've been a very good football player for a long time Carson Wentz is coming alongside like a 40 50 million dollar contract or something like that yeah Pittman if Carson wants your number Carson will get your motherfucking number, pal. I just want to let you know. I appreciate the fact that you're on TMZ and on Good Morning Football saying he ain't getting my number. We already talked about it. It's like, if Carson Wentz wants your number, he's getting your motherfucking number, Michael Pittman. I would like to let you know that. Now, if Carson doesn't want the number, everybody's saying he's maybe coming to one, maybe going to get the number one. I'd be pumped about it. Hey, bring that number back off the shelf, pal. (laughs) Bring it on in there. Now, everybody's going to say it'll be a laugh-in-my-face moment, you know, because I was out there openly saying, please, let's let's relax with Carson Wentz to Indianapolis talk. Now, I was saying that when Matthew Stafford was available and other quarterbacks were potentially available, so we're in a much different time. But if he wants to come and eliminate one of those ones, you know, because Michael Pittman Jr., superstar, says, you ain't wearing my number, so he goes and just wears the regular number one, that's fine with me. The Colts in the number one jersey have a great history, okay? I'm not the only one, obviously, that's worn it. Who 
Hoosier Olympians have worn it before. They go to the Olympics, maybe come in 15th place. They get a halftime ceremony. They get a number one jersey with their name on the back of it. How you doing? Keep it moving. You take a shit in a Porter John at the Indy 500 game time ceremony, number one jersey with your name. You take the stairs instead of the elevator at Lucas Oil Stadium and the right people see you. Halftime ceremony, number one jersey with your name on the back of it. A lot of people think I'd be upset with it. No, no, no. I'd be pumped for that number one jersey to be back with Carson Wentz's name on it. But I will say the first couple times they gave it to the people that were passing people in the left lane and then getting a halftime ceremony and number one jersey with their fucking name on it, I was like, okay, kid. Come on. I mean, I feel like I'm like maybe the number three jersey seller right now. Can we relax for a second? And they're like, no, no, just wait until you see what this guy does. This guy's dog does backflips. Halftime ceremony, number one jersey with the dog's last name on it. How you doing? Keep moving. So I just got to the point where I'm past it. So shout out to Carson Wentz. I hope he wears the number one. I'm pumped for him. Does Pittman Jr. understand that the guy who's going to be throwing him the ball is Carson Wentz? Or does, does he not realize Great call. As soon as he, great call. That was As soon as I saw him on this media run, I was like, all right, cool. Michael Pittman Jr. does media runs. Here we go. All right. I like hearing an Indianapolis Colt guy get out there and chat. That has, doesn't happen all the time. Look up his stats. I'm like, okay, I remember him having some flashes or yeah. whatever. 500 and some yards, one touchdown. Here we go. Maybe a piece of the future. But, like, there's beautiful stories of wide receivers, like, buying their quarterbacks gifts and things like yeah. that. Like, hey, need you to look my way a little bit more. Yeah. Pittman's like, no, nah, no, nah, dog. I had one touchdown last year. You ain't getting my fucking number. <laughs> what? No, I, hey, you want to throw me the ball wearing my jersey? No, get the fuck out of here, dude. I ain't doing that. I love it. Now, I guess I should have listened to the whole quote from Michael Pittman Jr., uh, but this sounds like this is potentially going to backfire a little bit for old Pittman Jr., and he better hope that they just keep no other weapons on the team, right? T.Y., yeah, free agent. They got Jack Doyle. He's probably going to be pretty good looking at Carson Wentz wearing whatever jersey it is in number oh, yeah. 11. Pittman's going to, you know, he's going to have to get in the good graces of the quarterback as every wide receiver always is. I think go away to start telling him to go fuck himself whenever he says, we want to have a conversation about that number. No, not around here. This is Pittman Jr. number, dude. Yeah, it's genius. And uh, also Pascal. Pascal's also a free agent, so he might not be back either. It really might be just Pittman out there. So it's just Pittman and, and Wentz. And Wentz is just not going <laughs> to even look at it. <laughs> okay, 11, he's, on, huh? he's on the right. Oh, oh, number 11. Huh? Left. That's crazy. All right, I'll take a sec. I don't see Nope. Nope. All right, we got to get to a break. <laughs> Joining us on the other side is one of his teammates. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was so intrigued by that, dude. You know? Just just give it up, dude. Don't give it up. Don't give it up. You don't have to give it up. I'm not saying that. But just coming out and, like, dancing on the fact that it's like, all right, dude. Relax, bro. man um, has joined us who is fantastic at football. I'd assume he's a great dancer. I've seen him only on the field a couple of times through celebrations. And Lewis, he's one of the emotional leaders of the entire Colts team, definitely of the Colts defense, which has built a culture so good that people are going to be flocking to it. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who got broken off, what was that, a year ago, I think? A year ago? Yeah, two. Two, two years ago? Two. Yeah. This man's been rich for two years now. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Moore. Yeah! How you doing, Kenny? I'm good. You, I appreciate you having me here. Thanks for stopping by. It's, it's cool. live. It's live. Yeah, live right now. Shout out to my mama. Ooh, hey, nice. shout out to your shout mama. Out. Shout, shout out, out to your mama. Shout out. Where, where is your mama? Where are you from? Valdosta, South Georgia. Okay, Valdosta, South Georgia. South Georgia. Uh, you don't go back. You do go back. Is that going to be home long term, or what are we doing? No, nah, not long term. I go back every off season. Try to spend a week or two it's down with the with the mom. It's cold as hell here. 
I just it landed. is. I was just on a beach. <laughs> I landed an hour and a half ago. I just landed in the Arctic. You're sticking around. What you got? I heard we got it good though. They had it worse last week. Uh, here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, very yeah. bad last yeah. week. Yeah. Were you not here last week? You were out of town. I was. Yeah, I was out of town. Yeah. I was in South Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> Me too. I I was as well. Uh, anything going on at the building right now? Are you guys allowed back in there? Any workouts or anything? Like uh, that? yeah. I just took my second test this morning to be able to work out and everything. So. I leave Wednesday, but, you know, it's a whole process of getting back into the building. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. We got good social distance. We've been throughout the entire quarantine, mm -hmm. by the way. Actually, there is a funny story that will come out in a book someday that if I was worse with the way I handled COVID, I'd probably have a Super Bowl ring right now. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. hmm. shit. Can we? Can, can we? Can we? <laughs> if I had the antibodies, I potentially would have came back potentially for a, a team one week. But I didn't. I got tested. Did not have the antibodies because I never had the COVID. If I would have had the COVID, would have had the antibodies. Would have been able to bypass certain protocols. Would potentially been in a boat party. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about your organization. No, I got to hear this. Well, Chris Ballard would have had to been a part of that. Anyways, he would have had to release my rights for that whole thing. But there was conversations potentially popping off behind the scenes. Let's talk about Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard is a guy who I never got to play for, but the way he runs his building has been fantastic to watch from the outside. The culture you guys have built in there how much of it do you think directly relates from chris ballard and the people he brings in frank reich what do you think is the biggest thing that accounts for the culture that you guys have built in that building um i just firmly believe you know to have a good business um it starts top down you know every guy that they bring inside of the building it you know correlates to the the kind of people that runs it so uh shout out to chris ballard shout out yeah. Chris Ballard. seriously Hey, he gave you the bag, too. You deserved it. Nobody really knew you in town, too. It was after, like, maybe your first year here. You came out of nowhere. Sure. Super, superstar gets paid. Whenever we talk about the Indianapolis Colts and Phillip Rivers retires, right? Phillip Rivers says, I'm going to go coach high school football down here in Alabama. Everybody knows that a quarterback piece is going to have to happen. Carson Wentz now is a member of the Indianapolis Colts. You were the first person that really released a photo of Carson Wentz as a member of the Indianapolis. It might be the first photo of Carson Wentz as an Indianapolis Colt came from your FaceTime. What was that conversation like? How did it go? How does he seem like he's going to be? And it, yeah. is he a motive? I would assume he's a very motivated guy. For sure. He's a great guy, you know, great character. Um, you know, Frank Wright knows him best. So he's uh, a guy that we all want in the building if Frank Wright wants him. So um, we couldn't talk long because I was actually on the flight. You can see my mask on yeah. <laughs> in the pictures. So uh, I was actually on the flight here, here to Indy. So... Um, did he call you? Yeah, he called me. He called me. I told him about, you know, what I did on Twitter. So I was like, hey, these fans are expecting you to. So I, I kind of put him on some pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if you want to be good with Coast Nation, you got to call me. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that you are loved by Colts fans. And I think it's because you appear to be the same player every day. High motor, high energy, uh, a lot of care. You and D. Leonard, really, Darius Leonard, it feels like are the emotional leaders behind that. How do you guys feel so comfortable at such a young age to be in the position you are? Because that team is very young. Yeah. The, the Colts team is very young, yeah. but it, the amount of moxie on that squad is fantastic. Is, is it just every day? What, Man, what is it? It's, it's not easy to you know be a leader amongst guys you the same age or, or older than you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to tell somebody older than you to, you know, do this, but it's not in that do it way. It's more so like, how can I help you like get better? You know what I mean? So it's, I'm a, I'm an emotional guy. So, you know, the way I lead, the way I carry myself, um, you know, 
I'm more so lead by example. But the, uh, the way I can talk to other guys and relate to them, it's more so like just me and you, not around the coach. Eberflus, I guess he – no prisoners, huh? You, there is no – there is an accountability that is going to happen. Darius Leonard basically said like, hey – I don't care who you are. If oh, you yeah. if you want to come here, there there is no house guests staying. I at, was just about to say no house guests. Yeah, you know, we get the, we get so many sayings from from Flus, and you know I'm glad Darius said it before Flus can. So you know whenever Flus says it, it's too late. You're already in the building. So that's hilarious. Somebody signs there like, all right, I'll be able to take Wednesdays off. Oh yeah, Thursdays off. <laughs> Wednesday, Thursdays, hard days, hard days. Uh, what did Carson talk about coming in there? I would assume you had to tell him about a couple things. What do you think? Is, is he going to be a guy that fits very well in with the culture you guys have? I mean, he was talking smack to me first. Immediately? Ooh. First first test. I like that. Ooh. Here we go. No, nah, I love it. I was just like, <laughs> let's go. But, uh, you know, he, like I said, we weren't on the phone, you know, long. But, you know, this guy was just excited to be a Colt. So, uh, I'm I'm excited to see his next chapter flourish. What what number is he gonna wear? Because Pittman came out. You oh, know, is that Pittman, a great question? Michael. <laughs> Why you do that, <laughs> Michael? <laughs> Michael, that's on me. I did set you up there, Michael Pittman Jr., who I enjoyed watching play football last sure. year. So I like I very much enjoyed yeah. watching him play football. He's doing interviews right now, and he's being asked because his number obviously the same number, and he's coming out and dancing basically on the grave like, "Nah, it's my number." He can hell now. That's your quarterback, oh. so that's a very interesting situation. <laughs> Uh, but what is it like? What is Pittman like as a human? What is he like as a player? I know nothing about him other than these quotes. This is all I know about him. What is he like, and uh, how do you view the offense? Do you guys hate each other on a daily basis? No, I mean, we all have this, uh, I guess, natural tension from being a receiver or being a DB. Yeah. I mean, you're always competing. You know, you Fighting, want to be, be smarter than him. You want to know everything about this guy as far as, like, how he runs, releases, how is he on top of the route, are you physical than him, like, can I get into your mind? Like, is, there's always this type of, you know, tension going on, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Who, do, who did you play against this year or in the last couple of years that you felt like was a good verbal joust, like a good, you know, you, you felt like you matched energies pretty well with? Was there anybody? Are you a talker? Oh, like or as no? far as teammates? Teammates or opponents. Uh, I meshed well with uh, Tyron Matthew. You know, I, I've talked to him after, you know, several games from him being in, you know, KC or Houston. Um, I played Arizona my first year. That's the first time I met him. Um, you you were a Patriot. I was. Oh yeah. But I played Arizona as a rookie though. Okay, so hold on though. So you're you come from where'd you go to school? I went to a D two school called Valdosta State. Go yeah. Places. So where you're from? So you're from Valdosta, right? Mm -hmm. You go to D2. What, you stunk in high school? What happened? Nobody knew who you were? Uh, I only played my senior year of high school. What you do? You played other sports or you just didn't want to play? I played other sports. What sports? Basketball? It's, yeah. How's your jumper? Pretty good? Uh, yeah. I got other components of the game, though. Oh, handle. I'm a basketball player, not a shooter. Congrats to you, Ben nah, Simmons. Okay, I'm so a, I'm, a I'm a complete, not just one dimensional. You know? Well, you got to be able to shoot to be a yeah. complete player. But the um, you played your senior year. <laughs> you played your senior year as a as a as a football player. Any no other offers? Valdosta State's the only offer. Yeah, that was the only offer. I mean, I talked to like Mercer. They didn't have a team at the time. Uh, Tennessee, Chattanooga. So uh, so under that was an offer though. So then you're undrafted, obviously yeah. coming out, and you go up to New England. Who? How's that whole conversation work? Is Bill Belichick call you and say, uh, "Nobody wanted you, but we do. We want you." <laughs> Is that how that goes, or how that? <laughs> nah, I was pretty much talking to the uh, the DB coach on draft day, but 
I don't know if I can really talk about, you know, the whole process. Oh. Oh, yeah. Patriots. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I can't talk about that. There's a big Patriots fan. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you from? Yeah. Up in New England. Yeah. Hey, come on back to the Patriots. Nah, nah, he's not. Nah, nah, nah. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's tampering, dude. I'm just saying. We'd love to have you back. Come home. That guy stinks. That guy stinks. I got to keep an eye on him. What are you going to do this offseason? Uh, what are we going to work on? Do you play video Who's games? Who's the best golfer around him? I'm trying to learn how to play golf. Oh, really? Yeah. Any I'm, any good golf? I mean, we're like two or three fun. months away from uh, from sun, I think. Yeah, so you might have to You got nothing but time. That. Maybe putt-putt, maybe inside. You go ahead and do some putt-putt. Get the yeah. Oculus. Hey, yeah. anything that'll help. So you're, you're going to become a golfer? You a video game player? I play soccer. Oh, Ooh. let's go. Ooh. Are you good? I am good. Hold on. You no. got to hear? No. Well, I mean, we isn't it downloadable? I mean, we could probably download it. In oh, yeah. yeah. Can I play? I got time. Office? I got time. You got nothing but time. Nothing but time. I saw your Pulisic jersey out there. Yeah. I know you're from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you play soccer? I met Christian in Germany. How was he? Before he left Dortmund. Why were you Ooh. in Germany? Just visiting? Uh, I was part of this organization that, you know, we go out of the country every year, and you should come one day, one year. I think I'm busy. What, what do you What do you guys do? <laughs> we uh we do charities and community service and football camps in different countries. So you're like a super good guy too. Obviously, you saved that guy's dog. Yeah. Oh I my did. God, that happened. Yeah. Shout, out, shout out to Matt. Hey, shout out. I'm a shout out guy. Yeah. Hey, we love good shout out around here. You saved the guy's uh, dog or something. What was that a year ago? I mean, I was just a little, little tad bit of help, but no. Nah, yeah, you pulled over. Saved no, those vets. Saved oh, yeah. the vets. Saved it. Well, you, but you had to do the whole. I mean, shout out Vets. Trans, shout, shout, shout out to the Vets. Shout out to the Vets. So, what's this, what's this organization you're a part of that goes and travels and does football camps? It's called AFWB, American Football Without Barriers. And, uh, you know, Gary uh, Barnage. No, Gary Barnage. He played for Cleveland, tight end. Uh, D'Angelo Williams. They, they pretty much started the organization. Were you military bases or you just travel around wherever? Uh, wherever, I've only been to uh, Germany, Austria, uh, Budapest, Hungary. That's a lot of places. Only been. Gee, I've been yeah. to Germany yeah, and Austria. Cool. I've never been to Budapest though. I've heard it. Budapest was cool. It was just before the lockdown though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you play anybody in ping pong in Germany? No. They're fucking good. I didn't know that. They're oh. very good at ping pong. Yeah, they all play growing up. I think the weather's worse than us, and they just sit in their basements and play ping pong all day. <laughs> I think that is what they do. <laughs> yeah, Kenny, I saw you were a uh, math media major. Is, is I was. I was into this. Something oh. you want to get into? Yeah. And what does yeah, that mean? Just all medias? Math media? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty broad, you know, major. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't really into, you know, this type of scenery because I, I, I was, I don't really like to, like, express myself, but I'm, I'm embracing that part of me. So yeah. Oh, you want to be behind the scenes, though? Behind the scenes. Writer. Producer. Nah, nah more so like editing. Some oh, tedious. Oh, you like that? You know how to edit? A little bit. Massive weapon to do. A little bit. I mean, also playing very good football. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting to it, though. I just started a TikTok, so oh, it's, it's a little okay. challenging. Are you forced to get a TikTok if you're a young, successful football player? Nah. I mean, we all have a choice. You can dance, though. You probably crush it on mm-hmm. that. For sure. Little, For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn the TikTok dances and stuff. I might. I might do it on Sundays. Oh, don't do it on logos. Don't do it on logos. Nah, not logos. Nah, no logos. Nah, no logos. Yeah. Could you imagine every show? 
you got to lead off. Kenny Moore did it again. Oh, Still yeah. dancing Dead. on the logo. Nah, fucking fiction. Nah. Is that affecting the team? Does he care at all about Carson Wentz? Shout out to Juju though. Hey, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out Juju. Yeah. Uh, favorite place to play? Uh, Lucas Oil. Aside from Lucas Oil Stadium. That was a trick question. <laughs> no, it was a great answer, by the way. Because you give another place. I did that one time, by the way, and I feel like I'm pretty good. Favorite place to play? I was like, Houston. Man, I fucking love. I love Houston. Hey, no, but honestly, like, their turf is very good. And their fans. It's, it's, it's a great place to play. And their fans are. Now, listen. Seattle. I, I never Ooh. played. See, that's a place I never got to play. Oh, you retired a year early. Yeah, you guys played there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. I probably should have stuck around for one more year. Just one year so I can be a teammate. I know. I probably wouldn't have left, too, by the way, because I've heard you're awesome in the locker room. Gosh. I appreciate that. Maybe you'd have a jumper, too. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I probably would have helped you. Yeah. yeah. I would have helped you. You would I think so, yeah. Cornhole, That ain't too. too late, though. Huh? That's not too late. Yeah. I'm not doing it now. <laughs> Playing teammates. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got... You heard Cornhole what? Oh, Cornhole. But you got a Cornhole player? We got him in the locker room. I heard. I heard. Come back. I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. We got Rigo. <laughs> shout out to Rigo. Hey, shout out, Rigo. <laughs> hey, I love Rigoberto, by the way. He's awesome. I love him. Great, that's a, that's great punter. Um, Hot Rod, also a great kicker. Your team seems like great. I mean, no, if, we have a lot of great people to be honest. Well, I'm just saying, it feels like mentally, though, in the offseason, you're a part of a team that has a chance. There's not a lot of teams that do. Now, you don't know that because you've only been a part of this franchise here. And there's as I kind of grow older and I'm covering the league, you're part of a team going into the season where you legit have a chance. Like that has to help whenever you're. It's you a know, great feeling. Yeah, putting in the extra work in the off season, and everything. Sure. It's like okay, there's a chance we can really go for it, right? I mean, I'm more so like self motivated. So, you know, whether we have a chance or not. What do you have to get better at? Uh, last off season was pretty much man to man coverage. So uh, I'm staying on that wave of you know covering and you know taking care of my business and my receiver. Um, you but, punch, you grab guys, or what do you do? Or what, you just, as far as? Are you hands-on, or are you more of just an nah, athlete? You just, I'm not handsy. You just mirror them. I try my best. <laughs> Anybody get you? Devontae, do you have to go against uh, Devontae did get me, like, it was the first and second quarter, but they came back to it right before overtime, and, and it was incomplete. So he there doesn't is, use his hands, yeah. right? He just – what is He's it? quick as a cat, though. Yeah, so what makes it so hard with a wide receiver? Because some as receivers are physical, right? So some, re- some receivers are very good at releases. Some are very good at the top of the route as far as breaking down, having good body control, you know, making you – giving you the illusion that they're going away, that they're not, and obviously catching. But, you know, some receivers are complete. They have all three. And it's a nightmare. And they know what you're doing. Yeah, but you got to know what they're doing too, right? Sometimes. What do you do? You film? Is that all film? Are you a big-time film? No, nah, it's not all film. Not all film. I don't like when people say that. No, why? I don't like when people say that. Why? They stop wasting your time. Because that's like cliche, like, oh, film teaches me whatever he's doing. First one, but, last one out. Man, like, like, get on TikTok. You see how creative it is. That's how football is. It's so creative. You think something, he'll, he'll give you that. And then he'll give it to you again. And then the same thing that you thought he was doing two times ago. So it's a feel. It's much more of a feel thing, you think? It's more of a feel going back to your rules and how you're coached up. And pretty much just playing with your own, like, swagger, your own personality, you know? Every- you're not going to win every play. So, like, don't even 
You say you don't get handsy. Is that because like the refs can literally ruin your entire life every single time if they wanted to? <sighs> I know. Literally, you, I know where of, you're going with that. Literally out of nowhere, though. They they can. I mean, yeah, but I feel like it should be more so like. I mean, whenever I'm out there, they usually like, "Hey, I saw that play. You was pretty handsy on that play. Like, watch it." And then you may do it again. You may not. They may call it. They may not. Have you do, now? Do you realize what refs are calling games? So you're like, okay, this yeah, particular that's, ref that's here. Something. We go into the week saying like, "Hey, we have this crew right here. This got these. This crew is ranked. You know, this position in the league as far as you know, offensive holding or uh, defensive holding. You know, whatever whatever penalty it is. So you have a feel of it." I'm gonna let you know I would hold the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every play. If, what if you like play O line or something? No, me. Yeah. No, tight end. What are you talking about? Or, or slot? Anywhere you want to come find me at, dude. I'm grabbing you and I'm throwing you. <laughs> See ya. And then I'm going the other you way. You think that? I've been in the Oculus, dude. Nah, <laughs> you really think that though? No, I'm 270 right come now. On. I'm 270. No way. <laughs> 265 probably. 265 right no now, way. Kenny. Kenny Moore the second right that- here. Is that proper introduction? Well, Kenny Moore the second, yeah. COVID can't. You got it. You and I yeah, got it. Great guy. That was a trick question. Yeah. Trick question. Shout See? out to Pat. Mm-hmm. Shout out me. Shout, Shout out. out me, dude. Shout out me. What do you got the rest of the day? Anything cool? Um, Another interview. Oh, we're at it. We're good? Nah, it's a phone call. Appreciate what? you having me here. No, thank Everybody you for coming. Everybody can't do that. Awesome. You know? No, yeah. yeah. The fact, by the way, the fact you're in Indianapolis is awesome. It's off season. It's very cold. You shouldn't be here, but the fact that you are awesome. No, it's home. Forever, yeah. It's home. Don't say that because then Ballard will use this against you in mm-hmm. negotiation. And Ballard is a good guy, but at some point your contract's going to come up and there's going to be. You did a say this at one He's time. Gonna, yeah. 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 You remember you said this was home. I'm trying to make that come true, <laughs> man. Money, it's five, six million less than what everybody else is offering, but hey, home. Mm-hmm. How much is home? Can't, can't put a price can't, on home. Can't put a price on home. <laughs> Hey, I appreciate you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> what was that? You can't. I guess you can't. Yes, <laughs> Go win a Super Bowl, man. Yes, sir. Uh, you've been snubbed out of Pro Bowls and All Pros, but it doesn't matter. Your teammates love you. Front office loves you. Coaches love you. And the city loves you so much. Thanks for stopping by. Good luck on the next interview. Hope it goes great. Good luck on the TikTok, by the way. Mm, they yes, can sir. follow along on TikTok at? More. I. I. Oh. Two O's, though. More two O's I I at the end for the mm-hmm. second. Hey, shout out more one. I almost got more I. And your mom, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Moore the second. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, you're awesome, dude. Thanks. For, anytime you want to stop by, by the way, this entire off season. Anytime you want, you want to you want to take a phone call. Who, we got like a phone? minute and a half. Who on the phone? I have no idea. Yeah, let's take it. You have headphones right behind you there. Yeah, you, you'll be able to hear them right there. Let's go to. Um, let's go to. Uh, <laughs> Mark in New York. Oi, oi. What's going on? Hey, Pat. What's going on, Mark? How you doing, pal? You're on with more II, dude. Pat, I know you got franchise tagged. Why are players so against it? It's like a one year fully guaranteed deal. All right, Mark, you might break your shit, all right? You might have had your best season. Long term pay is the best. The reason why I signed it as quickly as possible because it was more money than I thought I could ever make in my entire life. Turns out,
could make more just one year later. Franchise <laughs> tag is always a bad thing in a player's eyes because you're not getting that long-term stability. But to be completely candid, with the way a lot of contracts are set up, nobody's really getting long-term stability other than maybe Patrick Mahomes, Kenny Moore II, mm-hmm. and a lot of other, a couple other people. Most contracts are set up so that they can be moved. Like you're seeing right now, people restructuring people moving around because they get in a salary cap hell. Most contracts are complete bullshit, but if you get a long-term one, at least you know that bullshit's going to be for some time as opposed to potentially one year. See you later. How you doing? Keep it moving. Kenny Moore, can't wait to see what you do in this upcoming season. That guy didn't have a question for you. Kind of fucked up, by the way. It's wild. That guy could ask you a question. He chose not. No, not from him. It was not. He hates you, Kenny. I think that guy hates you. <laughs> Sounded like he wanted you to get the franchise tag. I mean, what's this yeah, guy talking what, about? What's going on? What about good contracts? Come on. You got re-upped very young, though. Yeah, like, after my second season. So how old are you right now? 25. How many years you got left on your contract? Two. <sighs> You're going to get broken off. Oh, yeah. Take it easy with the This Is Home stuff, you know? Because yeah. we hope you stay here forever, but, for sure. but get if the not, bag Chris Ballard's again. listening. Get the bag again, dude. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> New England. You a Nike guy? Adidas guy? They not going to give it. <laughs> I'm an I'm I'm Adidas true. guy. Nice. I'm not, but I hope Nike gives you more money anyway. I hope everybody just gives you more money, Kenny. I think no, that's love, bro. I appreciate that. Hey, shout out me, dude. Shout, shout out, out you. <laughs> So sorry for interrupting. I just want to let you know that most guys have tried different ways to last longer in a sack. But thinking about baseball doesn't always work. The folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, this secret to longer, better sex. Saying to pledge allegiance in your head doesn't help. Counting backwards from 10 is awesome, but what happens when that 10 seconds runs out? Oh my God, are you an 11 second man? You shouldn't be. No, no. You should be able to go whenever you want to go. You should be a long-lasting showman in the sack. And your friends at Roman are here to help that. Roman swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in the sack. They're effective, easy to use, fast-acting, and doctor-recommended, but don't require a prescription. Hmm. Roman can ship the swipes to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. Swipes are great. They will not transfer to your partner so you can last longer without worrying that anybody else knows. You got a tag team partner that's shipped to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, small enough to fit in your pocket, and then whenever it's time to go, you just take the swipes out of the packet, apply, let it dry, and you're good to go. Keep Roman swipes in your back pocket for longer, better sex, and get yours fast with free two-day shipping by going to GetRoman.com forward slash USA. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N dot com forward slash USA. Shout out to Roman, dude. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. If that part of the interview hasn't happened yet, wait for the shout out part. If it has already happened, maybe my favorite part of a conversation I've had in some time. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to you. Shout out to Longer Lasting Sex. Shout out to the show. Let's get back to it. Uh, Joining us now via phone is a new Super Bowl champion. Ladies and gentlemen, out of the University of Washington for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Standing at six foot four, 346 pounds. When he came back to the Super Bowl, they didn't just say, like, hey, our best D lineman's coming back. A lot of people out of Tampa said, hey, our best football player is coming back healthy. He goes on to win a Super Bowl. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, Tavita Tuliaki Ono 
tui pulotu mosis vahe fahoko fulatal vea. I nailed that. I nailed that, Us, huh? Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Hey, how often do now Vita Vea, much easier to say, obviously, uh, for the, the common dumb white out here, but how often do you utilize <laughs> this entire name? Is it ever used? Does the family use it, or is this thing just on paper only and on Wikipedia? It's, on, it's just on paper. My mom uses it, though. She, um, she like, if, it, if it's like a big family gathering, she like, Say my full name, just say who I'm, who I'm named after, and just pay homage to um, you know, my ancestors and stuff like that. So is that what the name is? Is this name uh, ancestors' names kind of all put together here for a, a tribute? Yeah, I'm basically named a bunch of a whole people, a whole bunch of people in my uh, my family, and just like a bunch of people that was like respected and in, uh, in our family and our community. So basically, I got a lot of live. A lot to live up to. Well, you're on your way. I mean, uh, congratulate. Shout out, by the way. Shout out. All, awesome. all, shout out. All, all. Can you run through that one time just so I hear what it sounds like? When you say it? Yeah. Oh, I say, no, you know, normally I don't say this for uh, for people. I got you. Whoa, 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 whoa. I appreciate you doing that, man. That means, hey, shout out, Vita. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate that, man. That means a lot. What is the full run, though? I wish that was my name. <laughs> I wish that was my name so much. I, I do. I absolutely love, I love the culture. I love everything. I appreciate and love the fact yeah. that you're joining us and that you said that, uh, your entire name for us. Let's talk about it. You're a Super Bowl champ. Uh, now, has the hangover from the boat worn off? How do we feel right now? How's the body? What's the offseason going to be like? I feel, I feel pretty good. You know, I, I think, like, Four days after the four or five days after the Super Bowl, I probably had like six hours of sleep. <laughs> Between those days, and then after that, like this whole like this whole past this whole past week, I just been sleeping all day <laughs> trying to catch up, and, uh, rejuvenate. Been. You know, I'm in need of a – I got to go into a facility, probably get an IV. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Well, you want a Super Bowl. I mean, those are things you got to do these days. Uh, you get back healthy for the Super Bowl, and everybody's talking about how big of a deal it was on the inside. Obviously, A.Q. Shipley's a friend of ours, uh, but a lot of the coaching staff as well. And whenever, whenever you came back healthy – uh, a week in advance, everybody was like, hey, he's going to be full go. He's going to be full go or whatever. I talked to a couple of my friends down there, and I was like, how are you guys going to stop Patrick Mahomes, though? Like, hey, like, I love what you guys got going on. Okay, I love the team. I love the idea. But Patrick Mahomes and that team, they've been told, they've been telling the world, basically, whenever we want to turn it on, we can. And I talked to everybody I talked to, they were like, hey, do, hey, listen. This defensive line we have has heard that from everybody. Okay, they've heard that Patrick Mahomes can turn us on anytime. And our best football player is coming back in Vita Vea. That D-line, you guys, uh, alongside obviously Shaq and Pierre Paul and Sue and, and numerous others that I, I probably forget in that room. But you guys obviously heard that that team could turn it on whenever and you guys just decided you were going to take over the game from jump. When was the decision like, okay, we are going to dominate this entire game up front? I think um, first of all, it's, it's just we got a 
you know, pay homage to Todd Bowles and the coach and the coaching staff. You know, they, I think they did a really good job of, you know, putting up a scheme together for us um, to be successful out there. And I think, um, I think at first we thought we were, I think we thought we were going to be in a little dog fight, you know, at the beginning. And then everything just started clicking. And, you know, we all started working together. And even, even talking to um, some of the practice squad players after the game, they were like, they were like talking to us after the game. They were like, "I never seen this. I've never seen this defense before. Like you, you guys came out of nowhere." And I think it's just, I think it's just everything clicked. Um, you know, we all worked together, and then the game plan was just perfect for us. And um, you know, they they really couldn't they really couldn't do anything. And you know, um, Todd Bowles had a perfect plan to you know put them in check. And Dominican Sue is a man whose name, you know, is obviously massive in the football world. Uh, he went and got paid. Oh, we call him Big Girl over here. <laughs> what do you call him? We call him Big Girl. Okay, I'm not going to call him that, okay? <laughs> I'm not, not, not going to do that, all right? all right? That seems like something. Why do you call him Big Girl? When did that start? It, starts, so it started last year. Um, we were just walking on the field. And just Sue has like a, you know, girls, they, they like, say that I got a resting bitch face or whatever. <laughs> no, you never heard a girl say that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know yeah. So yeah. Sue has like a it's not a resting bitch face. It's like a he just always got a mean mug. Yes. Always looks he always looks mad for some reason, which but he's not. And once at one time we were walking to the indoor facility to to our walkthrough and he was just like looking he was just looking mad and just having a bad day. And then I was just looking at him. I was like, this dude looks like a big girl. He's just mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, I was like across the field, and I was just yelling out, hey, big girl, big girl. And he was like, he looked like he, get, he kept getting mad. <laughs> and he was just like, he couldn't help it. He started laughing at, at the at the end. Yeah, well. But he, had, he ended up coming up to me. He said one of his good friends in the offseason um, started calling him big girl. And he said that's why he was – that's why he was like a little upset about it because he was like, "How'd you know about that?" <laughs> okay, so so two different uh, parts of Indomitian Sue's life now refer to him for the same thing, which is because he looks like he is inevitably the pissed off lady at a situation, but he also has some things in his past, right? He steps on people, known to be a ferocious player, dominant football player. He takes the payday down in Miami for like a hundred some million. Then he goes to L.A. Then he comes to Tampa. Finally gets a Super Bowl, but the way he plays and kicked that thing up and he said he's not done yet either it looked like it was maybe the best we've seen of big girl uh for his entire career there how have you i can i'm gonna get my fucking ass kicked all right first right, he, uh, oh. he won't he won't he's not gonna take it out on you he's gonna take it out of me okay. well better you than I me every, i got everybody uh, i got everybody at the facility calling him a uh, big girl everyone's <laughs> saying big girl now and then on christmas we did like a little secret santa thing for like our d-line group and Sue had me, and he got me, like, these little uh, cardboard cutouts of Respucia with my face on there. <laughs> I, I got something, though. I got something for him. Yeah, well, okay. He said he's not going to retire, so he's planning on running it back. That's kind of the mindset of that entire locker room almost. And, and you said everything just started kind of clicking there at the end. I talked to Clyde Christensen. He said if we if you guys had eight more weeks, your team would still only get better and better because of how young and fresh everything was. What is it going to be like trying to keep that entire locker room, try to keep Big Girl around, for instance? 
Um, I've been, I've been, you know, I've been talking to him every now and then, and just telling him, um, you know, just asking out like, you gotta, we need you back. You gotta, you know, you gotta come back so we could, uh, you know, try to run this, do this thing again. And uh, you know, he's he's definitely talking about it. He has uh, two twins on the way, so I think he's definitely thinking about it, thinking about um, his career. You know, and uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what what he decides, but. If he does come back, you know, it would be a plus for us to, um, you know, have someone like him around, um, you know, not only to learn from, but, you know, someone to play next to, um, take them double teams off me. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have another guy in there. You're listed 6'4", 346, 347. Is that all year or is that playing weight? Um, that's playing weight. It fluctuates um, t- during the season. Obviously, during the, obviously out here, like, you lose 10 pounds after practice just because of the heat. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm, I may lose a couple pounds throughout the season and then uh, put him back on um, in the off season. What will you get up to? What is the highest you've got up to, you think, if you had to guess? <laughs> you know what I mean? The highest, I'd probably say, like, 350, 355. And oh. then once hey. once I start cardio, I, I start shitting it off. What do you do workout-wise? Is it mass? Do you do Olympic lifts? What is the workout for it? Because a nose tackle, right, you're just eating. You're just eating humans. So well, your job is literally – now you're an incredible athlete. You can move and everything like that. But a majority of the time, you're just eating humans, right? That's kind of what you're doing. So Shaq and JPP and uh, White and everybody – David and everybody can eat. What is your workout? Do you have a workout regimen or is this just natural that you're just strong as fuck oos that just shows up? Like what? what is the what is the protocol of the whole thing? Uh, no, nah, it's just um, – it's just – a normal workout for me, I guess. Um, I've been, by, by, um, every year I think I've, I've trained at a new spot um, throughout my years in the NFL. Um, so it hasn't been anything too crazy. It's been probably a mixture of everything um, with uh, like power lifts, um, Olympic style lifting, um, a lot of plyometrics type, type of stuff. Um, really just trying to keep that cardio up and, you know, keep my strength up at the same time. So just a lot of normal power lifts that I do. What would you do if you fucking saw that oh. right there? What would you do? Huh? You go the other way. Huh? You probably go pick somebody else to go after if you saw that right there. I probably I probably would have jumped off sides before the ball snapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So scared. You know what I mean? So scared in that thing. How do you do it? How do you do it? By the way, you just have to watch the ball. And how is that even possible, especially with the no fans? Because we. We talked to Aaron, and you guys did a great job against Aaron early in the season, obviously, and he, you guys beat him in Lambeau or whatever. But we, we watched through the year how, how an away quarterback, because there's no fans, was able to use his cadence, right? He was able to uh, inflection. I mean, Aaron was taking advantage of it. Pat was taking advantage of it. A lot of people were being able to take advantage of it. As a defensive lineman, that's you is what they're trying to get, by the way. And whenever you're standing right over the ball and the quarterback is like less than a foot away, how do you just block that out? Like, do you just you just have to naturally block that out, or do you get like a, a a tendency on their cadence, like the way they say things, or are you looking potentially at the hands on the ass? Maybe that's giving away things. Is there something that I don't know that you guys know, or is it just naturally you have to be disciplined with the sounds? I think sometimes it sometimes it comes naturally. Sometimes, like even I, I'll sit back even today and think about it, like, dang, I like there be plays like I just jumped off the ball and I'm like damn that could have been a hard count I would have jumped off sides <laughs> but I think um, a lot of it is just 
they get us a lot in practice. You know, they, they implement a lot of hard counts throughout the week in practice. And I think we get used to it. And then once you get to the game and you start to get a feel for it, you can tell in their voice um, that the ball is not going to get snapped. Um, I know some sometimes Ed rushers, they look at the play clock, and uh, that's that's how they, um, um, you know, time their, their um, snap count. But a lot, a lot of times for me, it's easier for me because I'm right in front of the center. So I just when the ball move, when the ball moves, I have to move. Or if you're further out from the ball, you just you go off you go off movement. So if they move, then you move. Any assholes out there? Or are you the asshole? What do you mean? You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. You know you. you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Is there? Are you? Are you the guy? Like, hey, this is gonna be a long day. Like, hey, whistle to whistle, pal. You better bring it. Or, or is there an understanding in the middle there where it's like, at any given moment, our shit could get taken out from underneath us here? Or are you? Uh, are you gonna push it to the, you know, the end of the whistle blows and that type of thing? Um, it depends. Honestly, for me, I think it just. It depends if what they do. Like I'm normally, I'm most of the time I'm doing my job, and I'm, I'm, you know, being aggressive out there and and um, you know, trying to move guys around. And then I think most of the time, the way I I, I handle the way I handle it is I just I think of myself as like you know the Joker, how he laughs. You know, he, Batman punches him in the face and he laughs, <laughs> and it's just like if I'm getting double teamed, I'll be laughing, and it's just. It's it's just funny to me because I'm thinking about like all right these two dudes doubling me and they can't move me and I'm like laughing mess, but I'm messing with their head because I'm laughing, <laughs> laughing. during the play during the play yeah during the play you just you have to look like an absolute psychopath <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh my god oh that is beautiful or I, yeah something like that happens if um if, if I get pushed from the back or like blindsided or something I'll get up and just start laughing. And just laugh at their faces, something like that. Hey, they got that crazy motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, I almost took his ACL out. The guy was laughing my my face. Didn't even care. Didn't even care. What do you got, Connor? Vita, uh, you caught a touchdown pass when uh, Jameis was the quarterback. Are you gonna ask Tom to put in a little play for you to get you in the end zone again? I'm got, I'm kind of scared to ask Tom. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna wait for him to come. You know, approach me. Yeah. Then we can talk about it. That is funny. Hey, Tom. Might, might be a little different, me going up to him. Hey, how's it going, Tom? Vita Vea, uh, nose tackle. I was wondering, red zone, maybe we start feeding me a little bit? Could you imagine if you, if you walked over? That would be incredible. You're a fullback, though. Don't, aren't you in a package or two for him? Oh, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been uh, doing fullback plays, um, just blocking, um, that type of stuff. That uh, – I didn't. I didn't realize how how hard, you know, blocking, especially like up at the line of scrimmage. Like normally, like the first time I played the offensive snap was last year against Arizona, and um, here I'm I'm lined up like at the tight end wing, and I was like I'm over here sitting in my stands like oh shit I don't know the I don't know the snap count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over like I'm, I don't know the snap count. I'm like looking around, and all I, all I see is Terrell Suggs in front of me like this, like looking at the ball. And I was like, I can't even see the ball. <laughs> I the snap count. And I was like, what the hell is about to go on? 
I was over here just I was like, damn, this this thing's harder harder than I expected. I thought I just got to go out there and block somebody. Did you just hold? You just did what every offensive lineman does, just hold him? I kind of like gave him a little nudge and then uh, a little nudge and he kind of, you know. Got got. Uh, <laughs> it made it that play that play made it on uh, Good Morning Football. Oh, you buried him. No, I didn't bear. I don't want. I don't want to get into all that. <laughs> get in. Well, hey, you kind of should. It seems like hey. I, I didn't bury. I just, I just kind of. He was. I kind of knocked him off balance a little bit. Oh, okay, so <laughs> I, I think maybe you do take that particular tape in there, though, to Tom, and you say, "Listen, but, I've already mastered. I've already mastered <laughs> the blocking. I, I can block. Okay, I know the snap count now. It's a whole fucking new game. Maybe go ahead and let me eat a little bit. Go ahead and let the get the guy the ball. Hand it off, even." But uh, it was it was it was a lucky play. Like if if that, if that was the road the road reversed, it probably would have happened to me too. Like I probably would have been on the ground and knocked over off balance. You have any sweet moves you use in there on the uh, on the interior line? You do any sweet? You got any sweet moves in there? I got I got a nice little spin move um, that that I do. Um, it's kind of scary though. More like when you're in a closer to the ball, like when you're head up on the center. It's kind of a little bit more scary because the guards come down to help. So if like I'm doing a spin and right when I spin around, the guards come down, he could blow me up. So it's just like you gotta, you gotta know and you gotta like try to hear their protection. And if they're sliding this way, whatever way they're sliding, then you know like oh I can hit it or stuff like that. Are you listening to them, especially now with the no crowd noise, even more so than anybody else? Was there any easy tells that you were able to get? Not that anything's easy in defensive line, but were you able to pay attention to hear like, okay, who's sliding, who needs help, potentially anything like that this year more so than any other years because of the crowd? Yeah, a lot a lot of time it was like easier, like especially like snap count cadences. Like you could hear it like our first game versus the Saints. It was like weird as hell. Like coming out, we were like it just feels like we just we got a scrimmage going on. Like you, we came out like normally. You, you know how it is. Normally you run out the tunnel, and you got a whole bunch of like fans screaming, this and that. Especially in New Orleans, and we ran out and there was just nobody anywhere, and we we're listening and you could just hear music. And they said there was going to be crowd noise, and there was no crowd noise at all. And you you're just out there and just you just hear Drew Brees yelling. And all that, and you could hear him say a snap count. Did you hear? Did you hear what he said? Did he tell Jameis this is your team now? Did you hear what he said? Oh yeah. After did you hear him? Uh, after you guys beat him in the playoffs, he was uh, he was screaming at Jameis, and we think he said this is your team now. Did you hear him say that after that playoff game? Did you hear that? I, I saw that. I saw that. Um, that was against us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was wondering because you were potentially on the field. I don't know how loud Drew was screaming out to Jameis. You know what I mean? <laughs> He was. He. I, I seen it. I wasn't. I wasn't playing that game. I was at home watching on TV. Oh shit! That's. I seen it. They kept replaying, and I seen it, and it just. It sounded like he said that, but. What happened when you got injured? What happened? Um. It was just basically. Uh. I was going out for a tackle. Me and Devin White were going out for the tackle at the same time, and uh, you know, me, me and him were getting a little argument before the game, so he wanted to take me out. Damn. <laughs> Real teammate. It's a, good, it's a good locker room. You guys got it. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. It was just it was just football, you know, just it just it, stuff happens like that in football. It's just wrong place at the wrong time. We were both there at the same time to get the tackle. I was uh high, I was lower than he was and 
by the time we made the tackle, he landed on top of me, but he landed on my on my leg. It just it's it happens. Hey, low man wins. In this particular case, you lost though. Uh, can't thank you enough for joining us, Vita. You're the best, okay. man. Enjoy the off season, will you? Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Tampa home? Is that where you stay all off season? Yeah, I'm out here in Tampa. Try to I gotta stay acclimated to this weather. Smart. Hey, good strategy. Got to stay in Tampa because the humidity and everything, you know what I mean? Need to let the body yeah. stay down there. It killed, it killed me. My rookie year, like my first practice, I came out there and I was over there. Like, I was like, I thought I was out of shape because like the, the humidity. And then one one day we, we went in uh, practice in the indoor and I was just running around everywhere. But it was like the first, the first day of practice um, in OTAs, I walk outside and I was just drenched in sweat and i look at i look at one of the dbs and this dude got a fat ass like dip in his mouth and i was like i can't even breathe how you how are you running around like that? <laughs> uh, just puking immediately day one <laughs> a lot of big girl looks i assume day one in tampa by the way there's probably a lot of hands on hips a lot of deep breathing oh, yeah. it's always good during training camp now for me, I never had to do anything, but you look down with the big boys, you know, first, second, second day of training camp, a lot of arms firmly into hips, <laughs> back bend. Oh, that's, my God, what do we got going on here? That's the technique right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining us. That's a Super Bowl champ, Vita Vea. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Hey! millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. A man who will be joining, AJ Hawk and I. AJ, what's up, dude? What's up, man? Who's coming on? uh, Thanks for doing what you did to my, my desk. You know, you threw my... My ear earpieces over here. There's uh, everything sticky here. Uh, every battery was taken and gone. There was things shut and broke over here. The Sharon was moved over here. I do appreciate you filling in, driving out here in the middle of a dangerous snowstorm to get the show done. You did an incredible job. I, I loved it. Thank you for that. But what you did with my desk is going to be something where it's going to be tough for me to forget. Just want to let you know that. Is it Well, first off, I didn't break anything, and you know that. I didn't steal anything either. You had... 19 random batteries just laying around you know that first off and you try to give me some some explanation that you know which one is dead and which ones are not which is a lie but yeah my computer as i see oh, works pretty good i but, mentioned on the show like 
after I spilled an energy drink on it, hey, this thing is pretty good. It's yeah. a good testament to Apple. Yeah, oh. the keypad doesn't like the actual thing doesn't work. By the way, the, it wasn't open. It wasn't open when it was spilled. Well, so you must have oozed into my goddamn keypad here because I can only use top corners of them. You know what I mean? So that'll be coming out of your paycheck for sure. You also, um, <laughs> with the batteries, I do know. Okay, I do know what batteries are good. You had them. You tried to fuck with my system. You had them all over the place. Boxes were empty. Yep. Remember that? There was actually empty boxes this morning. Had to go find some new ones. So I appreciate what you did. I just want to let you know. But I also know what you did. Okay, you tried to get my shit. You tried to do my thing, and I, I appreciate you not fully breaking everything. Slam the BB gun on the ground. The thing won't even reload anymore. And the baseball bat is not going to make contact with anything anymore. Oh, now that he put on. his fucking hands He's all over chipping it. chipping it, too. I mean, it's unbelievable. Speaking of chipping, a man who just won his first PGA event this past weekend. Good friends with the Aaron Rodgers. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt's home. Yeah! Let's go, What's up, guys? This is an honor. No, the honor <laughs> is ours, pal. I just want to let you know, sorry we had to do some house cleaning there. AJ hosted uh, last week from here. Fucked up everything, Max. Just everything <laughs> in here got ruined. So I apologize. Thank you for joining us, big champ. How you yeah. feel? How's the body Man, feel? It feels, it feels good to be on. I watch Aaron's uh, weekly uh, press conference on here every Tuesday. So it's weird to finally get to be a part of it. Well, we... By the way, anytime you'd like to join us would be fantastic, especially now PGA champion. How's that sound? How's that feel, Max, going into the final day? We got a chance to really do this thing. What was the headspace like going in that whole thing? It was it was uh, interesting. The 3.50 wake up a.m. wake up call helped because I feel like I was half asleep for like the majority of the morning. Um, but it was good. I was nervous, obviously. Um, being from L.A., it meant a lot. Uh and playing with Dustin Johnson, who's the best player in the world, uh, you know, meant a lot to hang in there and uh, tough it out. But it was cool. I don't know. It was uh, it was a lot of emotions. But once I got in the heat of the battle, I felt like I was quite calm, which is always a, a decent sign. But uh, just kind of try to let my clubs do the talking and see what happened at the end. Decent. Hey, how do you feel? Uh, I guess walking up to the green after you hit that amazing approach shot in like on your last hole of the, the official tournament before you went to overtime or extra holes like how i guess what was your brain doing like were you super excited thinking like oh this is it i'm gonna do it this is my hometown this is what i do and i guess what was that feeling compared to what it was like after you actually won yeah it was uh when i saw how close the ball was i was like oh i think i just won the golf tournament uh, <laughs> and, then, and then i got over it and i was so freaking nervous my hands were shaking my legs were shaking and I just, I didn't hit a great putt. And uh, my, fortunately, my caddy Joe showed me the video after, and it didn't look as bad a putt as I thought it was. So uh, it made me feel a little less uh, bad about it. But um, I the felt one. like the win after the playoff was done felt like just relief. I didn't want to, I played too good. I felt like to to have to go home on, on that negative. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could have lived with myself if I would have lost in the playoffs. So uh, it was sweet relief, uh, big deep breath once uh, once we were done on that second playoff hole. <laughs> you said you felt pretty good whenever you got into the thick of it or whatever. Has there been times in the past? Because golf is also mental. I mean, it is the most mental sport on earth. Kicking, punting, also very mental. There's a lot of people that are good at it, but to be at that elite level, it's all in between the years. Being able to repeat something that has a high failure rate and a successful fashion over and over again. Has there been times in the past 
where you've been in the thick of it and you've just like your body wasn't able. There's been a couple games where I thought like, oh, I can't even catch a, I can't even catch a fucking ball right now. Like, has there ever been those moments? And how do you get? Is winning one? Is this potentially going to be something you'll fall back on now? Like, is there a weight off your shoulders that you won one? If you can kind of describe that aspect of the whole thing. Yeah, I guess. Um, so for me, when I'm on Sundays and like in contention, I actually feel quite comfortable. But it's like. It's kind of what you just said. It's like before they snap the ball to you, you're like, how am I going to catch? Uh, how am I going to catch it? And then once it all starts to move, it's like your body kind of reacts. That's how I've I've always kind of felt. So once the club's in my hand, I feel good. But it's like Thursday, Friday, I've definitely been in the moment where I felt nervous and my body wasn't reacting how it was supposed to. But for me, by the time Sunday comes around, I always kind of tell myself if I'm in contention, that means I'm doing a lot of things really well. So um, I shouldn't feel negative you can feel anxious you can feel nervous but when you get the negative nerves get i think up. is where it's bad it should be get fun up. to be nervous i mean that's why i play golf yeah you earn that feeling they say yeah. you, know, you earn Hell that yeah. nerve you earn that feeling yeah hey, it's, you, it's, it, people would pay I, I swear people should would pay money to feel what i feel even when i miss a putt on 18 it's so fun like it's it, it sucks but it's also like oh my god i don't know I don't do drugs, but I imagine that's what like acid is like. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a, lot it's of a wild ride. It's a wild ride. I don't know, by the way. I think I have, and I'm not sure. I truly really don't, but I'm, <laughs> it's wild. <I'm> guess. <laughs> hey, is it harder when you're standing over a putt like that to try to win a tournament? Or I can imagine standing on the tee on 18. Like, I know, like, I'm not a good golfer, but when I'm playing, yeah, there's a lot of times when, hey, I'm not driving the ball in bounds. Like, let's say I drive the ball 12 times. 10 of them might be out of bounds somewhere if it's a tight course. Like, is that tough to do nervous or is putting tougher? Uh, putting is only because I feel like when it's like a big movement, um, the like fast switch muscles like aren't able to, you know, freak out. And when you're putting, it's like so subtle that any little like flick. Uh, so it's hard. You feel like you get the jello legs. I also always felt like, in putting, there's a very uh, defined outcome of success, which is the ball going into the hole. Whereas if you're in a driver, I mean, the fairway's 40, 30 yards wide. So, like, the ball could be a little off. But I guess also kind of depends. If you're putting really well that day, I feel like that's easier. And if you're driving really well that day, that's easier. So, kind of, I feel like it fluctuates. At that moment in time, I was driving it well. So, the tee shot felt a lot easier than that putt. So, when you're putting and you're in a – so, there'll be like a uh... – you know, a scramble. I'll be a part of a scramble. Used to be asked to be a part of these scrambles. I'll never do it again because when you're like a celebrity <laughs> a scramble, what's that? A lot of pressure in those scrambles. You're the fourth guy. Yeah. Well, if you're the fifth guy too, like the celebrity person, like fundraiser. Okay, I got to spend four hours with this group of friends right here, and this is <laughs> this is a blast for sure. But there's a lot of things. But if that putter starts getting hot for me, it's like. Okay, here we go. At that professional level, do you get in a groove with some clubs? And does that adjust anything with any of your – for instance, if I'm hitting a seven iron well, okay, anywhere from about 185 down to about three-quarter, we can probably go three-quarter here, 155, 160. I'm just going to stick with this. Is that anything in the professional world, or is, is there yeah. any of that real-life golf stuff that happens for the people that are very good? No, it's definitely – I would say not maybe not just like once – specific golf club like that would be kind of rare but uh the idea you know if like my short irons are good like nine eight seven um you know you're just trying to like will your way to have those clubs in uh putting when you're putting really well it's just like just get me on the damn green 
I'll make it. I don't care how far it is. So you get in those grooves with certain certain areas. I do. I have a buddy Joel Damon that plays on tour. He says that he gets he gets the opposite feeling with certain clubs where he thinks, hey, uh, you know, I have an eight iron in my hand. Uh, I there's no way I'm going to hit this well. So he has specific clubs that sometimes don't feel good. So he kind of has the an- anti version of of your scramble. Uh, uh, piece of it i don't know i don't know if i got a lot of those clubs i got a lot of those clubs that that guy has by the way that's why i have the seven iron window that's 35 yards you know what i mean there's that's a lot smart, of, well, you gotta do what you gotta do any music what do you listen to uh whenever you're warming up because they always see we always see you guys in the um in the 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 driving range, you know, they're always hitting. And, you know, Tiger and Charlie Woods were doing the oh, whole yeah. they were hitting oh, yeah. at the same time, you know. Is there music on, headphones? And also your tweet about trying to meet Tiger for all this time and then him handing you a trophy was fantastic. So let's start with the warm-ups. What's the music? And then now, what is it like knowing that you and Tiger, same people, basically? <laughs> same, same guy. <laughs> same guy. You know, warm up, warm up. I don't listen to music because uh, my caddy likes to talk or whatever, um, so we can be friends. Uh, but on Smart. the drive-in, I always listen to music. This week, I was listening to, uh, well, formerly known as Mike Stud, now just Mike oh. and uh, Jack Harlow. Uh, so I was, I was jamming out to the Tyler Hero song every morning before, uh, brand new, before I got to the golf course. So that was a good vibe, and I listen to Mike's song Rodman, which is uh, it talks about PCH drive. So I drive up PCH every day, kind of get corny, flip it on, uh, you know, live the dream. And then yeah, Tiger, you know, I think we're best friends now. I mean, it seems pretty obvious. I mean, we hung out for like six minutes yesterday. That's best friend material if I've ever heard of it. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, Pat mentioned playing like getting paired up with a group, and yeah, sometimes you may be stuck with them four or five hours. Or do you have like favorite? guys out there that you may be close with or that you play well with and then i don't know if you would answer or not I, on the flip side i can imagine it may be tough sometimes to play with a guy that is very slow maybe he's yelling at his caddy the whole time maybe he's just doesn't vibe with your personality who do you hate yeah <laughs> who do i hate uh anybody slow <laughs> good so that's an easy one anyone slow yeah sorry my wife just came in with chick-fil-a so i'm uh, oh yeah. Yeah. shout out chick-fil-a <laughs> But who do I like? So the funny thing is, is yesterday I played with Taylor Gooch and Taylor's like my, one of my closest friends, uh, not just in golf, but just like in life. So it was a dream. Uh, he helped me actually meet my wife, uh, my now wife. Um, so it was wild to get to play with him. Um, and it also helps. He's fast at golf. So it like, you know, you just don't want to play with anybody slow, especially when you're vibing, you don't, you don't want the dude that's going to do three spins around the hole and, uh, you know, take five minutes to hit a putt when you're in a groove. So uh, I, had a, I had a dream situation yesterday. Let's talk about the Gooch a little bit. So when you and Gooch are out there, is he – are you guys – is that his name, by the way, Taylor, Taylor Gooch? Yeah, I, I say we're friends because he's the only one with a name that got probably less picked on than me in high school. Well, hey. more picked on. Hey, Homa's a clean name. Yeah. Let's hey, not – hey, that's clean name. clean, but, but – yeah. I don't know. People like to pick on it. Call me Homer Simpson. I mean, oh, oh. oh, no. Doyer. 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 Whatever it is. Um, so, 
Are you guys complimenting each other on the... So my biggest issue is this in the golf world. In I stink at golf. I watched golf on Sundays when John Daly was swinging them and Tiger was doing his thing. Always intrigued by the sport, but the professional, I don't, I don't think I ever really dove into it. It felt like everybody was so nice to each other, right? It's like, oh, hat off, congratulations, you just beat me for two million dollars today have a good one you know you know it was a gentleman's game like everybody's like kind of really nice to each other and then i think that was when tiger really flipped it on its head because he was like the uber competitive it was almost like a uh like any other professional sport was almost in making its way into golf how is that balance of knowing that some days aren't just going to be your day somebody else is going to win and whenever you're dealing with something that's like a 16th of an inch success rate there's a chance you're going to fail but also being like uber competitive with these people as well because it seems like that is a sport where it's a lot of like oh congrats you beat me when you could see how some people would be like uh, fuck you you know like if it wasn't for a tree if it wasn't for the wind <laughs> yeah. it, you know what i mean it feels like you guys have a lot more respect amongst each other am i reading that right from the outside looking in yeah i mean i think Everybody's got a little like fuck you in them, uh, but at the same time, I don't know. I've always tried to put myself in the mindset that I want to go out and earn it, and I want you to play your best, and I want my best to be better than your best. You know, on that day, so you try to put yourself in that headspace. But at the same time, um, you know, you're gonna have that tree, you're gonna have that win. Something's gonna go funny at uh, you know almost every week. Uh, but I do think that there's a there's a general respect uh, with the golfers. I think, you know, it's obviously, like you mentioned, it's a very, very mental sport. Uh, so I think everybody appreciates what you have to go through to win or, or to succeed. So I feel like I feel like there's a good there's a good vibe between the guys out there. I don't think there's a lot of rooting against. Um, I feel like you you are trying to just get out there and, and, and see what your best is. And, you know, if it adds up to a win, then obviously that's, that's a, that's a bonus. So it really is you have a nice swing, Pat. Thank you. Wow. Hey, people say I'm a good, like air swinger, you know, and it, <laughs> something's, I, that's something. <laughs> it, that is something. And I do believe have, we've never sent a, I don't think we've got roast. I don't think you've roasted one of my swings yet. I don't think I, I've gotten I think the full. I remember it from the looks of your practice swings. I'd remember <laughs> What are you saying? What are you saying? How many takes, by the way? How many takes on most of those? All right, is that one time through? Or do we listen, redo the, the, do do you, how long does it take for you to get to the the full burial? Uh, (laughs) It depends. I mean, I don't know. I can lie and say that they're all just perfect one take. (laughs) A couple of them, you know, I need a little, some some thought. Oh boy, here we go. Okay, I got a wedge. Here we go. 61 degree if you're wondering. (laughs) Okay. It's on my back foot, you see? Can I? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Oh, that's good, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You ready? Yeah, oh, I, I'm very ready. Okay. Oh, my. Oh, oh. Are you fucking kidding me, Max? <laughs> wow. Huh? You should see Man, that. you know, you that see. was, that was something. <laughs> to the bucket. Mean? With that, hey Pat, with that kind of speed, uh, you're you're a punter. I don't think that they. I don't think that they'd have. You'd have to punt from their thirty yard line. Okay, oh. Connor, please. Yeah. Oh. Please, I, I fucking swing the wrench, pal. All right, there's a TV right here, Max. Sorry, what are you doing? Max? Now that it's home's tour, are you going to take the next step and start drinking like ten protein shakes a day so you can continue yeah. Yeah. to be at the top of your game? Yeah, so you can start driving. Why well, stop at ten? You know, uh, I think True. they come in packs of twelve, so you might as well just dust right there. Hell yeah. 
Hey, when DeChambeau shows up looking like that, what's the first reaction out of everybody? Dude, he is a big dude. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They always they try to do a golf like the, oh, he could be a linebacker in football. So I'm not going to go that far because I know what actual linebackers look like. They're a lot bigger. But Bryson's a big dude. It's amazing. It's impressive what he's done. I mean, regardless of the golf skill and all that, I mean, he obviously has, has everything. But the fact that you could change your body uh, – but that kind of discipline is incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Do you see him? Uh, do you ever see him going back to like what he once was? Like all of a sudden he he goes on like, hey, I'm on a I'm on a cutting plan. He goes on a two year deal where he loses a bunch of weight. And and are you noticing any other guys trying to get all jacked up right now? There's definitely a bigger trend. I don't. I would doubt Bryson would go back, but I'm not super. I don't know the timeline of when bulking season is, but maybe we're in the midst of bulking yeah, season and cutting season. I've always just tried to stay like you know medium out of shape. Uh, but I have noticed there's a lot of people getting into working out, trying to hit it further. Uh, he's obviously changed kind of the game a little bit in that aspect because um, he's swinging it so freaking fast, but. Um, I think some people might be going the route less to gain mass and more maybe flexibility, but I don't know. People are definitely, you could see, they're, they're searching for speed somehow. So when, did you get paid today, yesterday? When do you get paid in this game, and what are we buying, uh, aside from Chick-fil-A, which, by the way, congrats on that move there. Thank you. I, I think uh, I think I get paid tomorrow. I'm okay. for sure. Shout out tomorrow. Hey, shout, out, shout out tomorrow. What's up? Chipotle. I might get guac on my bowl and then a side of guac. Fucking making it rain over there. You deserve it. Can't wait to see you win some more. (laughs) Thank you for making time. I know you're very busy today. Yeah, thank you, boys. It's an honor and a privilege. I'm I'm stoked I got to talk to you guys. It's neither, but we appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Homer. He's a good golfer. What do you want? did Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I figured. Watch out. Don't spill that drink. <laughs> I have respect for the Celsius, by the way. And, and by the way, if you spilled a peach vibe, these motherfuckers are impossible to find. If you're just dumping them all oh. over my... Oh, no. You, the, the nerve on you. <laughs> what happened? The nerve on you, by the way. Just the, what you did to all my shit here. It's just a next level. It's all, it's all still there. It's fine. I, I would never drink anything peach. Fine. It was the strawberry, I think, I spilled by the way, I have not had strawberry, but this peach vibe one, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. The orange one, unbelievable. Uh, we kept him like five minutes too long, by the way. He had like seven other things I think he had to do. It's hard to hold cold. a can when your hands look like they've been mangled by a garbage <laughs> the claw. <laughs> Nick's the best. Should have seen what he was doing to the mic. Uh, I heard it. bashing it around. Yeah, I heard it. Fist. I was oh. giving an answer in the middle of something. I heard a poof in yeah. the back. I'm like, I actually stopped my answer. I said, uh. Hope everybody's okay back there, whatever I heard there, and just kept it moving. That, From what I learned, because I couldn't see the whole thing, that was you just bebopping no. on my microphone oh, yeah. the entire time. I heard. No, I actually was I was thinking about you, how you knock it away. I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, I'm not even going to touch this because it feels very sensitive. If you heard any banging, it was your dumb BB gun, your bat, and dumb, everything, trying dumb. to trying to lean Come it up on. on that damn lacquered stage you have. Lean it up? Dude, lacquered you, dropped, you dropped the BB gun down with no Let respect alone. for it. What about the social distance finger thing yeah. from Dr. Pepper? Oh. What you do? Just pick this up and spike I didn't it? Know. We don't believe in this in Never Ohio. Touch that. I did not touch Tossed that. it. This thing's just all over the ground now. AJ. <laughs> you know whose problem this is? It's fucking yours, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just broke this thing. 
Everything I in here, that. you just picked up and threw. Yeah, you saw it, <laughs> and you threw it, dude. Never touched. I never touched that big finger. It sat on the ground. Oh, you it, it never. Uh, it never was moved during my time. All right, we gotta move on. You fucked up everything, but the show was good. Uh, so it, it doesn't been matter. The finger is a road. It doesn't. Oh, just true. <laughs> doesn't matter. Could you imagine if that one was within these others? <laughs> oh, it would look it's normal. Well, it also would be pointing at the ground yeah. because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd have to walk around like he's uh, pushing like a broom yeah, the entire exactly. time with his finger. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you do is uh, an incredible honor, you know? Some of these shows stink, I'll say it, that we put out. Some of them just not good. I don't know how it happens. But then some are okay, and then some are great. We appreciate you for withstanding all of the waves. Big thanks to all of our guests. We'll be back tomorrow with a big-ass show. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, from wherever you are. Please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night. Cheers. We'll see you tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Bye.